Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters is brought to you by the Nissan NP300 Hardbody, your sound business partner. Tonight, uh, Tiffany Wissing, founder and managing member of Old School Cool. Good evening, Tiffany. Hi, thanks for having me on. Now, great to have you on and great that you're safe and sound because Old School Cool, one of your vehicles almost involved today. Yeah, well, they were... Uh, closely behind, we just got to thank our lucky stars at day end that they were five minutes before where they were. Sure. She she got stuck in there, and uh, uh, you know, the last thing you think is a bridge is going to fall down. So. Well, it's exactly that. Yeah. You know, you're driving along, you're thinking about what's happening for supper tonight yeah. and things like that. Absolutely. And there's tragedy. Well, that's good to hear that uh, that your car wasn't involved in that. Right, old school, cool. What's it all about? Well, our main um, function at this point is our cab service for kids. We like to describe it as a child uh, as childcare on wheels. Um, we saw a gap for a safer option for transport. So we've got lady drivers who are statistically safer and um, extensively trained. And we use small cars. So we're not passing children. They're not spending more time on the road than they need to. And um, we're just filling it with as much technology as we can to ensure a safe path. But that's quite something. I mean, where did it all start out? Where, was, where did the business model originate, things like that? Well, I think much to my poor mother's horror, I um, hated every second of varsity and made the, <laughs> the very brave or stupid jump to, to um, just um, get rid of my law degree. And halfway through the law degree, I, I bailed on that and uh, started an au pair agency and very quickly realized that there was a, a gap in the market for safe transport. You know, a lot of people, especially in South Africa, have got someone at home who is able to care for their children. It's just that trip between A and B that they mm. can't, um, you know, they can't navigate. So instead of hiring an au pair and, and sitting in a situation where you had two people doing one person's job realistically, they wanted to know that there was a safe passage. The other problem, obviously, with the au pair option is that very often, and it's not always the case, but very often it's a very young student with minimal driving experience and perhaps a really skadonk of a car. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we realized that parents were looking for something more, um, people with ex- uh, a lot of driving experience and, and people who were trained specifically in driving. Um, and that's what we offer, um, a very a highly trained driver who's also specialized in childcare. So it's not just putting your child into a car with a driver. Let's go there, a highly trained driver mm. specializing in childcare. I mean, mm. where do you find someone who's great in both fields? With difficulty. Um, I was actually laughing with one of my managers today. I think for every 15 people we interview, one's a potential. It's, um, you know, we're interviewing a lot of people and turning away a lot of people because our criteria are very strict. Um, we have to have a minimum of five years driving experience and we only take ladies. Um, so five years driving experience. We then, once they've come through and they're a low risk, once uh, by testing with our supervisors, we then send them on advanced driver training, anti-hijack courses, first aid training. We do specialized childcare. We transport a lot of nonverbal and autistic children, um, which is a great, great thing for a parent to allow someone to take your, your nonverbal child in a vehicle. You need to ensure that they're safe. So we've we've tailored certain things like cameras in the cars, which can assist mm. in, in really giving people that peace of mind. Do you also monitor speeds as well? Absolutely. So our vehicles are all fitted. Ah. They, they, we say we're tracked, which often falls on deaf ears because everyone says that everyone has a fleet that says that their vehicle is tracked. Our vehicles are not only tracked, they are, we actually have a team of supervisors who sits permanently and watches them in real time constantly. So for instance, today, once that backup started happening, 
The supervisors were able to liaise directly with the parents and um, coordinate alternate collections for those parents who, I mean, for those children who were stuck in the traffic jam and things like that. Mm. That's quite something. It, it really is. So there's this, this this bridge that collapsed today. So you would say, right, don't worry. We'll make another plan. You'll, or you'll, you'll tell parents that your kids are stuck in traffic. This is Absolutely. what's going on. You know, for parents, it's, it's incredibly terrifying to think your child is fetched at three and at five o'clock be home and not knowing where your child is. So that um, interface between the parents and the and the drivers is so critical for us. Mm. Um, and also it's not taking anything away from the driver's ability to concentrate on what she's doing at that time because the, the staff in the office are able to coordinate changing routes, rescheduling people. And, you know, in a day like today, we had certain children today who we collected at three and got home at quarters to seven. Sure. So on a day like today, we had to phone parents and say, listen, realistically... We're not going to get there on time. We need to look at an alternate plan for those who we felt weren't viable for us actually to to make a rescue plan for. And how do you deal with parents who are a little short-tempered, don't like the saying, no, we have an agreement now, Tiffany. You said five o'clock. Listen, we understand the stresses of I'm a mum and every lady in my office is a mum and we get the stress of working and and trying to have children and the crazy schedules with the schools put onto you. So we do navigate around those at, at times and um, generally we've got a really good relationship with our parents because again it's a great level of trust that they're putting in us mm. and so it wouldn't be a phone call we cannot fetch your child, it would be a phone call, this driver's stuck in traffic, are you able to assist? If not we've got a driver at point you know, point B, We it, it sort of estimated time would be this. But the fact of the matter is certain things are completely out of our control. For instance, sure. bridge collapsing. And there is nothing we can do but try and manage that in the best way we can. Let's go back to the origins of your business. When mm. starting out, did you sort of get together with a few other moms and say, hey, I've got an idea? Well, I wasn't a mum, actually, when I started the ah, business. Okay. Um, I'm, I have always been incredibly passionate about child safety, in particular road safety. It's really something close to my heart. And... Um, so I wasn't a mum and it was an idea which I must be honest with you was particularly, it was not received well from family. You know, everyone sees it as a very risky business to go and you're transporting people's most preci- precious possessions. Mm. But I, I'm of the opinion that you do things well and you sleep well at night if you do things well and you make sure that you're doing them properly and ethically and, and as such we, we started. Um, we started with my car, it was one vehicle and I <laughs> used to drive it to, to work in the morning and... um. The driver would jump into the vehicle and she would take the car for the day. And then when the bank, I mean, I was completely uninvestable. I dropped out of varsity. I was 23. I had no experience to my name. I, there was no way I was going to get funding for the next vehicle until such a time as that vehicle proved its its worth. Sure. And then we got our second vehicle and it was wonderful. And the third and, and so on. And we're on 20 now. So 20 vehicles. Yeah, we're running 20. Servicing which areas? So mainly northern suburbs. Our, our main feeders are Sandton, Melrose, Parkhurst, Parkview. That's sort of a catchment, Rosebank. But we go as far as um, Olivedale and Auckland Park and through to Bedford View and up to Midrand. But the majority of the vehicles are positioned in in Sandton and surrounds. Now, what about your running costs? I can only think of that because you have to service vehicles and there's mileage. You know, one of the, the first things that we... One of the most regular sort of comments we get is, sure, your, your service is expensive. Mm. And I honestly can't understand how any service could do it for cheaper if they are maintaining their vehicles. It's expensive to keep your vehicles maintained and run properly. And we will not negotiate on that. So we purchase new and we service through dealerships exclusively to ensure that we are putting the premier sort of product on the on the road. We don't want to take a chance with 
sure. you know, a second-hand vehicle which potentially could break down or, or be in, involved in an accident. But from a business point of view, say, for instance, you're not going to buy yourself a Merc or a BMW, mm. or are you? Yeah. Well, we're running Fords at the moment. We've got a lovely okay. relationship with Ford, and it's, it's you know, primarily built on that relationship, in all honesty. Um, we, it's important for us that they're safe vehicles, and we've got certain criteria that we need to satisfy in terms of, of the safety. And then we kit them out. So we've put the cameras in. We can log in remotely into our vehicles and see what's going on, which is awesome because, you know, if you've got a child for the first time, what we'll do is if your child comes on today, the manager who's on duty will screen, screen capture the first five minutes of the trip and send it through to you so you can see the driver and the child on board, which is a – it just helps in settling mom's minds to know that, and dad's, you know, yeah, to, to yeah. know that, that the child is in safe mm. hands. Capital outlay for your business. I mean, from a small business point of view, were you able to get a loan very easily? Were no. you supported? Or what, no. hap- what happened? I had to beg, steal and borrow. I mean, our first, our first vehicle was financed at almost 20% interest. Oy. So it's been a tough road in, in that sense. Um, we, yeah, like I said, I started out very uninvestable and it's just been building on existing um, finances as and as when we go along. Our shapeshifter tonight, Tiffany Wissing, founder and managing member of Old School Cool. Now, we were talking about your operations, taking kids to and from schools. Tell us more about your team. Listen, we've got amazing ladies. We really have. And um, they are so handpicked. And um, I mean, all of them sitting on the road till seven o'clock this evening, you know, just making sure that those children get home safely and they're, they're a lovely team of ladies they're all moms they get the childcare aspect of things they are so eager to learn and they they really lap up all our training which is so awesome for us mm. never wants to know do stephanie's uh, drivers have pdf licenses or what pdp yeah, licenses they're, they're pdps yeah and all our drivers it is a prerequisite it's a legal requirement that a driver who's who's driving professionally needs to have okay before i forget please ray what is the name and contact details of that kid transport company <laughs> well we can yeah you can find us on oldschoolcool.coza or info at oldschoolcool.co.za Mm. Just getting back to um, government assistance from, from day one, you said you battled, you just <laughs> didn't get into it. Why <laughs> is that? I mean, I, I know that our, our small business and development minister, Lindywe uh, Susulu, is listening tonight because she always listens to the money show. You see. <laughs> what advice would you have for her? Listen, I think perhaps from my side, I didn't pursue it hard enough. I, I think possibly from the side of being concerned about my lack of credentials and my age, and perhaps I didn't pursue that as hard as I should have. I'm very hard-headed. So I was quite happy to do it on my own and show that I could do it with nothing. So when I say this business was started with not a cent, I did not. I was sleeping on a sleeper couch. Uh, you know, mm. we, we, we literally, there was not a cent to put through to this business. And it was not that I had mountains of money to throw at it. And still to date, getting finance is a challenge that we haven't yeah, quite yeah. navigated. You know, we've got the business to put another 10 vehicles on the road tomorrow. But um, we, we're not able to get the capital currently, and, and hopefully within the next year, that's going to be something that we harness. Do you have any joint projects with schools? Do you sort of approach a school and say, hey, we've got a, a business, we can help you? Yeah. You know, the thing is, schools are particular, and I understand this fully, schools are quite hesitant to be involved in that side. It's not really their problem, to be honest. So we are contracted directly with parents. We definitely have certain schools which are larger in terms of feeding us. Um, but that sort of feeds on itself. You know, parents see the vehicles there and, and um, call us up. So, mm, mm. Um, and there are a few, a few schools who will recommend us, but um, we, we generally stay away from actually fe- making the schools feel like they need to align with a certain 
um, mm. certain company. It, it may be foolish in certain senses, but they're not really particularly keen on, on getting involved in the potential liability of a transport company. Sure, sure. When starting out, though, I mean, when starting out your your whole sort of uh, business operation, how did you find that you you how did you spread the word? In other words, how did you advertise? Did you say, right, Star Newspaper, here we go, or was it word of, uh, word of mouth? There is such a desperate need for the service in Joburg. It, it's overwhelming, and and it continues to be that. And to date, we've really minimally spent money on. On advertising, it's all been word of mouth. And in this type of industry, um, word of mouth is the most critical um, means of advertising because parents want to know that they, um, you know, that they've got uh, a recommendation from mm. someone they know. So that's, um, yeah, it's primarily been on word of mouth. All right. Give us a phone number, please, Ray, or a website. Go for it. Okay. So www.oldschoolcool.co.za. And... We're on 011-262-2511. And it's raw at 702.co.za and just ask for the number and I'll, I'll email it back to you. Just going back to you, your roots, I mean, I've also got a question here on the SMS line and it basically comes down to if I want to start my own business, I, I don't mean to start competition for you <laughs> whatsoever, but you did say it's a great market for yes. it. How easy is it to start? You know, I, I think that depends largely on each individual. I don't like to see problems. I, like I said, I'm particularly hard-headed and for me it was, was an easy easy in that sense, but it there are preventatives. Um, you know, you've got to make sure that you've got the public liability insurance sorted and for, for me, I think it's really important to make sure that you've got all your I's dotted and T's crossed, you know. Mm. So, um, the permitting is difficult and, and problematic. The department is not the easiest to navigate um, and drivers, I mean, your staff are the crux of this type of business. If you're not able to ensure that you've got and can keep the correct drivers, you really are, are in no shape to continue. Yeah, it's very interesting because if if you look at this and so many people saying it sounds like a really easy job, <laughs> I think they're wrong. They are very wrong. I tell you, people say air traffic controlling is stressful. This is way, way more stressful because at least on an airplane, everyone's in the same same vehicle. Yeah, you know, the, the potential things that go awry on a day-to-day basis, children not being where they're supposed to be and um, schools extramurals finishing late, which knocks on to the next thing and ensuring that you've got sufficient backup. The logistics side of that is particularly difficult to navigate. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it is. Do you have a driver who's then sort of uh, dedicated to one specific person per day? So, in other, in other words, little Johnny goes uh, home from school every day, mm. but he knows that Tiffany will be yeah. picking him up. So absolutely, it depends largely on on clients and depends on the regularity and the the stability of the timing required. If it's a, a continual up down in terms of times, you might have a few drivers, but you'd know who they are. If it's twelve o'clock every day, you're going to have the same driver and you'll build a relationship with that driver. Oh, I like that. I like that very much. Uh, Tiffany Wissing, founder and managing member of Old School Cool. Great to have you on the money Thanks show. Thanks so much.